G'day guys and girls and welcome back to part two of this week's podcast. We're going to dive straight back into the Sunday games from this weekend and we're going to start off with the Bullies and Suns clash. Now, I mean, it's awesome to see the Gold Coast Suns win. It's just like watching Brisbane win. Just the underdogs getting up is fantastic. Um, so, Gold Coast won 73 to 68. A couple mm-hmm. of good scores in there from the Suns with uh, Braden Fiorini. I mean, he's one of our boys. We love him and yep. he performs he just very well can't this week. help but find the footage. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. There's, um, what was it? Uh, five tackles, six marks, 27 touches mm-hmm. for 110. Jeez, there's... He's, just, he's just got the... The profile ready. He's he's a good all round player. Uh, Jack Martin with 110, including three free kicks he gave against. So it could have been like around about 120. Uh, he's put up a good start to the year. I'm what I'm not sure what to make of it to be honest. I've I can never see you wanting to be interested, but he's still playing for Gold Coast. Yeah, and also I've never been a big fan of Jack Martin from a fantasy point of view. But he is just that because he's been playing for a bad team, possibly. But also I just feel that he's like a. Like a flashy sort of flash in the pan player, a great AFL player. He could be an incredible AFL player, um, but he's one of those guys like a Cyril Rioli or a, a Lewis Jetta or you know these flashy sort of guys. I think, that though he has more of an ability to actually accumulate to accumulate the ball. Than the they ball. Do. Particularly, well, you saw that a couple of years ago when he played off halfback and he won. Or he got a heap of the ball um, in handball receives and Mm -hmm. winning his own ball. He's great in the air, so he does have a few different ways to accumulate Mm -hmm. the ball. He's a sell-high option for me. If I was a draft owner, I'd be selling him high now to someone who thinks that he can keep this up. In a redraft, yeah. In a keeper, I'd be hanging on to him. In a keeper, I'd be hanging on to him for dear life, yeah. Uh, Jack Bowes was solid, and he's doing quite well considering he was an underpriced uh, player we were looking at uh, this year. Yeah. Um, The unfortunate thing is that in salary cap, he was a mid-only. A centre-only, and he was had defender status in ultimate footy. So in ultimate footy, a lot more relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really all that I want to sort of bring up with Gold Coast, to be honest. They aren't a fantasy-friendly yeah. side. Uh, just quickly I on... I point out, Wits got 52 hit-outs and only managed 93. It's what Wits that's does. amazing. It's what Wits does. He, does. he doesn't touch the ball. He just he gets hit-outs. Um, and just quickly, uh, Sam Collins and Chris Burgess... Again, they're just going to be heartbeats. Don't play them on your field. Those are guys that should be on your bench. Scoring probably about 50 to maybe 60, hopefully, every week. Um, and yeah. just eking out an extra 20k a week. Yeah. Your boy Ballard, <clears throat> you still hanging tough with him? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep him for one more week and see what he does against Carlton. But Is he's that not... in your keeper as well? Yeah, in my keeper. But yeah, he's right. not he's not playing as freely as he was in the first round. And they are using him as a lockdown. Yeah. Which I thought... Because uh, they're playing Sam Collins more free. Which uh, was interesting. Well, he's a better mark. But... Mm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, on the bulldog side of the ledger, I mean, McRae, we know what he's going to do yep. for the rest of the year. Bonson Pelly has kept it up. He is one of the few players averaging over 110 in every single game this yeah. year. Which is interesting because the last couple of years, he's been very much a AFL player ahead of a fantasy player mm-hmm. for me. I'm not sure if it's the fact that their midfield's finally kind of gelling, so he's free to sort of float a little bit more. Yeah. Um, rather than play specific roles. Mm-hmm. All right, really well, know. Bonton Pelly is 744000 this week in AFL Fantasy, in salary cap leagues. He has a break-even of, when it decides to load for me, 79. So he's going to continue going up in yeah. price. He's on. He's around about that premium price now. Yeah. 
if you think he can step up to uber premium this year, if you think this is the year for fantasy for Bond, this is the week you have to get him. I don't think he does this year. I think there's too many other good accumulators in that team. Mm-hmm. In McRae, in um, Hunter, you've swung me around to yeah. Hunter. Lib is having a great year. Um, they share the ball around. They well, do share the ball around a lot, but I just feel that the uber primo status is going to be difficult for sure. him to achieve this year based on that. If if you and, like to be a bit different, yeah. I don't mind Bond because a lot of sides are looking incredibly similar this year. They are, yeah. A lot of sides. It's something that... um. The two trades every week has done to the competition since it was bought in like almost a decade ago. So, yeah. um, the thing for me too though is, in, but he's three percent owned. That's that's a good oh, POD. That's a great POD. The thing for me though is in salary cap. I mean, we've already talked about the fact that people will potentially be wanting to look at Lucky Whitfield this mm-hmm. week. I prioritise Whitfield over. Yeah, you definitely can't do both. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So for me, it's a case of what are you giving up to bring him in? I just don't think it's it's necessarily worth it. But a lot. But the thing is, again, a lot of people are going to be bringing in Lockie Whitfield now. If you don't think that this is sustainable, Mm. you could take the punt and go right. I'm bringing in Bond because I think he can continue doing that. Whereas I think Lockie Whitfield, I can bring him back a bit cheaper on the unless you unless you've got a. Unless you got someone you thought was going to be a premium midfielder that's not delivering for you, I can't see how you do it. Yeah, because cool. you, the amount of money that you'd have to do to bring even a mid pricer up to him is going to be difficult. Don't mind it. All right, so Libba, well, we won't talk about him too much. If you've got him, you've done the right thing. If you don't have him, you can, you probably still need to get him in to be honest, because he's got so much cash to still be made. He, I mean, he, his break even is fourteen. Fourteen, and he's. 514k so he's still well underpriced for what he's putting on the board you can still bring him in this week as a downgrade for, like if you don't have Libba but you have Rocky you can make one almost $200,000 with that trade and then bring maybe a Brody Smith and he's the uh, people's champion as well yeah absolutely and and that allows you to upgrade Nick Newman to uh, Whitfield Straight away. Jeez, that, that, if, you, if you could do that, if you're in that situation where you don't have liver, downgrade Rocky to liver, Nick Newman up to Whitfield, improved your team vastly. Yeah, that's a massive improvement. Mm. I mean, Rocky, yeah, he could come out and smash it again, but I'm not sure after getting that injury. Yeah, uh, that was a decent concussion he got. Yeah, it was. And I mean, there's a chance he may miss this week, in which case we all need to get rid of Rocky this week. Uh Anyone else you want to bring up from the bullies? Uh, Tim English again. He's he's not putting up big scores. I I just can't see what the issue is here. I know that he's not a big hit out um, uh, Ruckman, and obviously he's playing against Wits, who is the hit out king. Yes. Uh, but I think there's a chance he might be dropped this week because he was beaten in the hit out count by Peter Wright. Oh. So well, Peter Wright does have like a good. Peter Wright has like long arms. Six centimetres on him and extra arm That's pretty arm much length. all he has going for him in the ruck department. But yeah, the fact that he only had nine possessions to go along with that, he's not playing to his strength. So there's a chance he mm. might get dropped this week. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think I could see it happen. Yeah. Uh, two more before we move on. Bailey Smith improved. Yep. Uh, still not enough for me to justify having him in my side. Um, if you already had him and you held on to him, great. He's reset his break even and you hang on to him. As a rookie, uh, Josh Dunkley. Uh, this is why we got rid of him. He scored an eighty-five. Move on. If, yep. you, if you still haven't gotten rid of Dunkley, I'd suggest doing it this week. Yep. After three good weeks, I feel we should probably also just do a bit of an, an acknowledgement to Caleb Daniel. He's having an amazing he year he's a, on he, that halfback flank. He's having a very good year. 
Yeah, sorry. Amazing might be a, a bit of an overstatement. Uh, but he is having a very good year. Yeah. So draft owners, if you picked him up super late, well done. Yeah. Would you look at him as a sell high at the moment? Possibly. Yeah. In, I, in I don't think... I To be honest, actually, I don't he think has he's... name value. And I don't think... My worry there is I don't think he's scored quite well enough to sell super high at the moment. Probably so not super high, he's not, but... You he's could... scoring in the 90s. Like, if he had put together a hundred or a couple of hundreds... He's had a hundred. He's had a hundred? Yeah. Okay. Well, you would know. You are a keeper owner. Mm. Um, okay. Well, maybe, yeah, that is a good option. I, mean, well, I feel high. like he's had a hundred. <laughs> I feel like round two was a hundred. Um, yeah, anyway, anyway, we just sell high. We've been ignoring him every week. I just felt like we should acknowledge he's yeah. actually having quite a good year. Okay. We'll uh, move on to the next game, which was Hawks versus North Melbourne. Ah, bit of an ugly game. Hawks got there in the end. I mean, this one was kind of written on the wall a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um Jaeger O'Meara, all right, we've got to talk about him a little bit. So talking about amazing years, Mm -hmm. O'Meara has stepped up this year. Incredible. Yeah. See, I thought that this one was going to be the issue for the tag, considering Tom Mitchell going out, but no teams have put a tag on him so far, and he's getting extra tackles. So he had 12 tackles to help his score up to that 132. Yeah, so 746,000, break-even of... All right. 80. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What's his ownership? You ask the difficult questions. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So, AFL Fantasy app says 4.03%. But I also don't really trust this app too much. All right. So, he is similar, very, very similar in price and ownership to Bont. Who out of those two would you prefer? Jaeger O'Meara or the Bont? Question without notice. I love giving you questions without notice because your face just scrunches <laughs> up. And, and it's my thinking face. It's not very attractive. Uh, as opposed you to your regular my face. Wife doesn't see it often. <laughs> um, oh, man. I feel like... I'd be going the Bont, to be honest. I, the Bont feels like the funner option, but O'Meara sound, feels like the right option. Okay. I, I go personally the Bont because I... I think that the tags at some point are going to come to Jaeger O'Meara, and he's the only one, really, that someone has to stop in that midfield. Like, surely teams are going to wake up and go, hey, if we stop Jaeger O'Meara, they don't have a midfield. Because they don't. I mean, Isaac yeah. Smith has been very good. Henderson has been way, <laughs> producing way more than he Henderson's has in recent years. actually a very solid player. He's a solid draft player, don't get me wrong. But apart from that, their midfield is made up of, you know... Uh, Tom Scully, who's coming back from a massive injury. Uh, Cousins, Warple, unproven youngsters. Um, Exciting, energetic youth, I yes, believe, are the words yes. you're looking for. Don't, don't get me wrong. They have put together some really exciting performances, and Warple looks like an absolute young gun, but they don't have that experience. So, really, they're just mm. being extremely well coached, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just... That is the Hawks. But if you can take Jaeger O'Meara out of the equation with a solid tagger, I can guarantee you that in an Eagles game, Mark Hunchings is going straight to Jaeger O'Meara. He's not getting many t- touches. Yes, no, Hawks lose that game and other teams will catch on to it. I think they would lose that game regardless of if O'Meara was yeah, that's, that's, tagged or not. Yeah. I don't think tagging O'Meara is necessarily going to make that big an impact to 
wins or losses for them. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. I, I rate Clarkson's coaching that highly. Yeah, I do think he is an incredible coach. So you're on out of those two players, Bont or O'Meara. You would select O'Meara, but it's, and I'm going for Bont. It's like fifty-one percent O'Meara. It's very close. Interesting. Uh, like the call, and Ben McAvoy is another one to give a quick shout out to. Has been terrific all year. Mm-hmm. He's still he's not a salary cap guy, so we don't talk about him in that capacity. But for drafts, you picked him up late, and great job. Yeah. Um, Wingard was back for a 70. Yep. Three uh, goals. Solid, but again, we can wait on him for a while in salary cap, and if he puts together yeah. a couple of hundreds, you can pounce on him then super cheap. Yeah, so put him on your watch list, because uh, he... Yeah, there's a bit of upside there. And look, unfortunately, James Warple, I don't think... This isn't the week to cut him. There's other players to cut. He is a mid-pricer, so we're probably going to have to cut him at some stage. His break-even is still very low. And he still had 27 possessions. It's just he only had one mark and no tackles. He was all over the play. He gave away two free kicks as well. He was trying his heart out. It's just he couldn't seem to get to it this game. Uh, I think he'll bounce back next week. I don't think there'll be an issue. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back too. Sorry, I said his break-even was low. It says it's 72. No, yes, I think his break-even... Because it is a lower score, and he Mm. was... He has moved up to a higher price. Yeah. So what, what's he now? He's, is he just under 600k or am I thinking of someone completely different there? He is 541k. Okay, 541k. So Going at an average of 86. Yeah, so that 60 really brought his average down, which is not reset his break even, I wouldn't say, but it has changed it. It's changed it, yeah. But I agree, I think he bounces back this week. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll uh, we'll go over to North Melbourne again. They're not a particularly friendly fantasy side, so we won't spend too long on them. Sure, so much potential in the preseason too. It's <laughs> actually did. disappointing. A lot of draft guys. I mean, Higgins was great. Atlee, this is probably his one in every two months. Good games. Yeah, uh, Pittard was good. He's Very one. Good. To, he's one to watch from a draft league point of view. To be honest, yeah. if he can put together a few of these games, I'm pretty sure he might be on a couple of. Um, our waivers as well. Mm, just quietly. All right, just quietly. We've said into the podcast microphone, so everyone our, in our, our league will know. No, no, this podcast doesn't go live until after waivers, anyway. That's a good point, actually. That is a very good point, and <laughs> don't act like we don't plan it that way either. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Dom Tyson, yeah, just not putting up what we thought he would. Same with Aaron Hall. And Bailey Scott, he was the one that I put played on the field over Charlie Constable. Um, yeah, well, I assumed, I, I saw what he did in the first week, and f- again, Brad Scott just doesn't tell people things, and he was coming in off of a major bout of gastro last week. Thanks, Brad. Uh, much appreciated. Um, so, Look, if that was I thought he coach, was going to bounce back. If that was any other coach, they wouldn't have warranted a mention, but it's just your intense... There is no limit to the to the lack of respect I have for Brad Scott as a coach. Um, <laughs> I mean, just get your right. stuff together. We'll move on. We'll move on away from uh, North Davies Melbourne. Davies Uniaki. Oh, I was going to move away from North Melbourne entirely, but go on. If anyone still has LDU in salary cap, gone. Yeah, I'd say gone now. So he, he was starting to perform well. But this has just brought it right back, and you can't justify having that in a salary yeah. cap team. Still a kept hold for me in keepers. Redraft, yep. if you picked him up off the waiver wire, ditch him. Ditch him back on. But in salary cap, if you still have him for some reason, um, Sydney stack, straight in. Exactly. Uh, and it makes you a bit of cash there, too. Uh, Frio versus the Saints. Frio eked their way to a victory at the end. This was super close. Uh, Luke Ryan. Where's this been the first two weeks? I don't know. I mean, we thought he could do this. Where was this in the preseason? Oh, he's just... I mean, he'll probably come back with a 60 next week. He definitely will. Yeah. He absolutely will. Well, he's playing against West Coast, so you have to take into account the fact that 
there will be a lot of forwards that you have to keep your eye on there. St Kilda aren't a team where you have to really stress about their forward line as much. Um, I mean, I know that sounds insulting, but they're not as good a team as teams like Melbourne or West Coast or Collingwood. And Mm. when he plays against those teams, he's going to have to defend one-on-one a lot more. Agreed. But when he's allowed to get loose, geez, he can do a lot. He's a great fantasy player when he does. So, I mean, if he can string a few together, maybe he can work his way into some salary cap teams even. But he's got a long way to go before then. (laughs) He'll Uh, be pretty cheap if he can. Yeah. Ed Langdon was very good, but Ed Langdon does this at home. Good He's at home. great home player, Bad terrible away. away. It's, it, it's kind of like Frio at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Cheryl was very, very good in this game. Absolutely fantastic, but he's coming off 240 scores. So, yes. up, two up and down for me to just don't even look at him. Um, Brad Hill, look, he was solid with a 93. He had two scores above 120 the week before. But still, a 93 is a solid score for a draft guy like Brad Hill. You would have picked him up super late. Yeah, you would have got him very late. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's kind of just a pat on the back if you had him. Yeah. Um, Rory Lobb as the Ruckman but got just, 95. Just, just one quick word of warning. Um, if uh, Fife is out this week... He'll get the tag. He'll get the tag from yeah. Hutchings, and he's probably going at a 40 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, agreed. Um, Rory Lobb as the Ruckman got 95. Do you reckon he keeps the Ruck roll, or... Do you reckon Darcy, Darcy comes back Darcy, in? Darcy... Oh, well, the thing is, he should keep the ruck role. He doesn't want it. He doesn't like He rucking. was told that he wasn't going to have to be the ruckman. But the way Fremantle have structured their team, he kind of has to play. Because you can't... Ha- For me, having Darcy, Lobb, Hogan, Taberner, and McCarthy in the same it's side is... Un- yeah, it's unfeasible. It's too much. You can't do it. You're not going to win in the modern game that way. Yep. So, you have to get rid of one of them and... At you least know, one. Unless... unless well, if you get rid of McCarthy, because McCarthy hasn't been as good as he was in the first week, hmm. then you can do it. Then you can play Lobb, Hogan, and Taberner in the forward line with Darcy as a ruckman. Do you think that's likely to happen? Probably. That's more likely for me than Darcy coming straight back in and then playing the four forwards. Hmm. Um, well, well, no, I mean, compared to Darcy staying out and Lobb staying in the ruck. I, if if it was my team, I would prefer Darcy in the ruck and Lob in the forward line as the um, relief ruckman. Yeah. And then Hogan playing as a forward slash wingman like he could do at Melbourne. And uh, Tabiner being your stay-at-home full forward in the square every single time. Um, he's, your con- he's your contested marker. That's how I would structure it if I was Ross Lyon. Um, all right, anyone else you want to talk about or should we move over to Saints? Um... Do we need to bring up Andrew Brayshaw in your uh, amazing pick preseason of almost going Andrew Brayshaw in your salary cap team over Brad Crouch? No. <laughs> no, we do not. Because <laughs> I bring it up enough with you every single week. <laughs> All right. So on the Saints side of ledger, Rowan Marshall again. I love this guy. He is a beast. If he, we said last week he oh. should be their number one ruckman. Well, he sh- he is now forty hitouts. So, but but we he should stay. Their number one ruckman. Exactly. They have found a number one ruckman. Why do they... They don't need to stress about longer. He can be the guy that's their ruckman if this guy gets injured. Don't bother with Lewis Pierce. Again, he's a depth ruckman. This guy should be your number one ruckman. And he is a fantasy beast. Yeah. I mean, what did he have? He had 16 possessions, 5 marks, 6 tackles to go with 40 hitouts. He's not getting 40 hitouts every week, but no. 30? That's feasible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that gives him... You know, he could average... 
in the in his career in the future, he could be another hundred averaging ruckman, which yeah, the, I can see the competition that. needs because we've only got two at the moment. Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. Uh, not this year. I I wouldn't be jumping no. on the bandwagon this year in salary cap. But if you've got him in draft leagues, because he's going to be if, gone. If somehow or other he is unowned in your keeper league. God, go you and have get to him. Grab him. If you, he's unknown in your keeper league, the other people in your league don't know what they're doing, and you need to show them how it's done. Uh, all right, Steel bounced back with 116 this week, and I know that hurts you to say because you traded him out. Yeah, just airing your dirty laundry on the, uh, on the podcast this week. I feel like <laughs> it, I, I'm, we'll take a slight detour here. I'm in this really frustrating kind of fantasy <laughs> purgatory in my salary cap team where I haven't made that many bad choices that need fixing at the moment. So the team's good, but it's not good enough to be pumping out the massive scores. Yeah. So it's kind of a waiting game for the mid-prices and the cash cows to make mm-hmm. enough money that I can actually do something with them. So last week, I was like, well, I don't need to do anything. <laughs> Steele played badly this week. Maybe I'll switch him into a different primo who I think is going to have a good week. So what did I do? I traded Steele out for Sheed. I well, made a bit a, of money. Yeah, you made it. you made a little bit of money. So you made about 100k. You lost 20 points. Not the worst in the world, but it's not great. It's a bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's unfortunate. Now, we do have some questions about Seb Ross as well. So we're not going to get into that just yet. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. But is there anyone else from St. Kilda that you'd like to bring uh, up? Noon's continuing his... Um, very solid, his very, very solid. solid form. Um so we'd had a fair discussion about him last week in salary cap. Mm-hmm. Are we, I'm still probably in the same boat I was last week where he was cheap enough to be worth looking at, but he's a stepping stone type guy. Yeah, he's not cheap enough anymore, and I wouldn't be looking at him this week at all. Fair That's, enough. If you've still got him, hold on to him for another week. Yeah, yeah. Why I'm not? not sure what his price is off the top of my head. but um, Either am I, but I'm just going from my gut. Just hold <laughs> on to him for another week. I Why think not? he was that cheap last week that you probably could grab him again yeah. this week, but he doesn't have that high ceiling. Uh, just two more quickly. Parker, 46. Again, this guy is going to be a heartbeat. It was surprising how well he scored in the first round, and then again with a solid in the second. Mm-hmm. But, um, look, I think he's probably more around a... 50 to a 60 averaging guy anyway. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then Blake Akers would be sorely disappointing draft owners this year. He's playing sorely. as a forward. It's really unfortunate. So hopefully he can come back and play some more time on the wing. Otherwise, there's a small chance that at the end of the season, if you own him in the Keeper League, you know, in the next couple of years, he might go over to a West Coast Frio type situation. He's a West Australian boy. If he's not getting the midfield yeah. minutes that he wants, why would you he's, play at the I Saints? Mean, he's been overtaken a bit, so he's only playing midfield minutes mm. as the guy giving them a bit of a but chop he's, out. But he's a quality so. player. He'd be very good at Fremantle, I would suggest. Oh, we'd take anyone. <laughs> in fact, we are taking anyone. The desperation in your eyes. We All take right. everyone. That's Especially the, if they're WA. That was the round that's been. So we're going to dive straight into your questions off of Twitter. Remember to find us at Extended Bench AU. You can send them through anytime. We're happy to help you out. Um, so first question of the week comes in from uh, from Matt Mottram, who's asking, do we keep Rocky despite his bad break-even? And is Stack a must in this week for cash generation? Okay, so two parts to that question. Uh, first part is, do you keep Rocky? Uh, my answer is uh, no if you don't have anything pressing that you need to do because I am worried about both the wines factor and Rocky coming back this week. He needs to get yeah. 110 for him to keep making you money. <clears throat> yep, agreed. And we've seen historically over the last couple of years injuries have slowed him down a lot, especially yeah. 
ones that take a couple of weeks for him to shake off. Yeah. So he's out for me. Uh, and is Stacker must in? Yes, he is. I think he pretty much is. Well, with those injuries around Richmond, he's going to get mid- midfield minutes. I just think he's a really solid rookie to bring in this week to make you some cash. Yep, agree. Um, all right, I hope that helps you out, Matt. So next one is from uh, Rai Hin at, Rai, at R. Hinchy, uh, mate of ours in our, <laughs> one of our keeper leagues. Um, it was asking, do you think Stack can hold his spot with Rewalt and Caddy returning? If so, is he worth burning number one waiver priority on? Ooh, interesting. So, <laughs> so I like rule. the fact that it's it's a keeper-specific question. Um, all right, so... Is it a keeper-specific question? I think he's got number one waiver in our... Uh, well, let's give an answer for keeper and redraft all right. for all those playing at home. All right. So, can Stack hold his spot with Rewald and Caddy returning? I think Caddy comes back this week. Rewald is at least two more away. Mm-hmm. So, I think he does hold his spot for at yep. least those two weeks. And I suspect he will probably do enough in those weeks to hold it beyond that. He's got two weeks worth of cash generation, at least, where we can see it. Um, so, for a salary cap point of view, he's a must-have. Yep. Um, for a redraft, no, I wouldn't be bringing him in. No. Just can't see the upside in it. Um, no. Because he's a centre-only Still. Yeah. Um, so, what are you going to do? Play him on your field, and if he gets 80s, are you happy with that? Yeah. Um, and uh, in keeper leagues, yes, I, I don't mind take because at this stage of the year, what you're getting off your waiver, if you yeah, it depends. You might what's get on your lucky. Waiver. Yeah, it depends what else is on your waiver, but chances are, if you've got the number one pick in a in a keeper, mm-hmm. you're probably either rebuilding and you're waiting for someone to jump out like this yep. or you're competing in which case he doesn't interest you anyway and also with the keeper league waiver wire pick pickups a lot of the times you know you look back on them and think oh how did that guy come off the waiver wire it's mostly just a lucky pick someone's picked someone yeah. up after getting a 70 and then all of a sudden they start smashing out them incredible scores there's not regularly going to be a guy who just comes out and gets back-to-back 100s who will be available on your waiver list for you to use that number one pick yeah. on. So, yeah, I think he is worth it. Yeah. Uh, question from Brody, uh, who's asking, uh, would you be panicking if you held the following in a keeper league? Right. And what about and what about a redraft league? Uh, he's got a list for us here. So, number one, Dunkley. Two, McLean. Three, Cade Simpson. Four, Zach Merritt. Five, Elliot Yo, Six, Dusty. And seven, Ross. Alrighty, so this is one of the few questions I actually look at and went, oh, I actually need to do some prep for this. Oh, shit. So, oh, wow, you do actually have prep have over there. Prep. So, wow. Dunkley, first of all. <laughs> round 1, 79 versus Sydney. Round 2, 68 versus Hawks. And round 3, 85 versus Gold Coast. Alright, so let's just go... Are you panicking? Are you panicking? Uh, in a redraft league, yes. yes. In a keeper league, not as much. Agreed. In a redraft, you you need the scores this year. Because he's not you would got, have drafted him early. He's not got the role. You're, well, you're up shit, Craig. You're, you're either much. trading him now for lo- very, very, very low value or lower value than you should be getting because there is some upside you might still be able to talk yeah, someone yeah. around into. But you're not getting what you bought him in for. Uh, which is to be your number one forward. <clears throat> and he's not droppable either by no. by any stretch of the so imagination. So you're in an awkward position with him in redraft, so I am panicking a bit there, and I'm hoping that he can um, turn it around. In keepers, he's going to be a gun player long-term, yeah. so I'm fine. not concerned. Uh, McLean, uh, I'm panicking in both leagues. Yes. 100%. Because it looks like he's reverted just to that forward role, and it, I can't see him breaking out of the forward role 
short of a lot of injuries. Yeah, so injuries is the only thing that's going to help him because they've got better midfielders than McLean in their inside unit. And I should say, McLean's gone 72, 76 and 51 to start the year. So nothing scores. I can't see him getting too much higher than those scores for the year. Cade Simpson. 92, Mm. 68... 46. Panicking That's like a madman. That's awful. And also, well, Marchbank came back as well this week. I know he didn't score particularly well, but that's another intercept marker in there. Um, Newman is one that they're looking at getting the ball more into the hands of. And also, yep. he's that old that in keeper leagues, there's no upside to keeping, yes. hanging on to him. I would be super worried. And in redraft, he probably would have... He's probably the guy that you get because... The top defenders are gone. You want someone that can be solid and reliable, so you go for Simpson, and all yep. of a sudden he's turning this out, and he's meant to be like the backbone of your defense. So I'd be worried in both. He's got very little value in him. Yeah, not enough. Uh, Zach Merritt. Um, 50, 99, 95. Not, not concerned. No, no, just hold on to him. It's, I'm not <laughs> super concerned. He'll turn it around in both. Yeah. Don't, don't trade out Zach Merritt. You're fine. Um, all right, so uh, Yo ninety one seventy three seventy one exactly the same situation. I for think me. he'll turn it around. I'm yeah. not concerned, but I'm a little more concerned than Merritt. Yeah, oh, I'm less concerned than Merritt to be honest. I'm really? more, I'm more safe. I feel with Yo because both of them are coming off injury, um, interrupted pre seasons, uh, but Yo is coming off of. I feel. A stronger year last, a significantly stronger year last year than Merritt. Um, Fair enough. And so he's got the money in the bank more recently than Merritt mm. for me. So if it would be very, very close, and Elliot Yo just is a hair ahead. But regardless, we're not concerned about yeah. either. Um, Dusty super concerned. Eighty one, fifty nine, sixty eight, zero zero, and then who knows? Uh, so like we said earlier, Brody, hold him. Just see what he can do when he comes back because you get nothing for him at the moment. Yeah, and. Just hope he gets his head into the game. So, redraft, that's redraft. Keepers, are you still concerned for Dusty? Yeah, yeah. Because if he can't get his head out of this funk, I mean, he he signed that massive contract, obviously. So, he's Mm. locked into Richmond. You know that's where he's going to spend his career. Richmond aren't a fantasy-friendly side anymore. Mm. He's not playing as well as he was. So, if if your keeper league started after the 2017 season, I feel like... Yeah. um, uh, you would have drafted Dusty Martin super early. He would have been yep. one of your first few picks, um, if not your first pick in round one. And as a as a centre only, he's just not delivering. Yeah, so you got it. I can't. I I know in the first part of the podcast, I did sort of hopefully say, or oh, maybe he might be able to play enough forward time to get forward status. I can't actually see it happening. Mm. But that would pretty much be the saving grace at this stage because yeah. he's just not doing enough as a mid. And lastly, Seb Ross, eighty uh, two. 85, 64. Jeez. So there are a lot of mids uh, to steal points away from Seb Ross. And the the other thing is he scored, what was it, 82 this week? No, 82 round one, 85 round two, 64 this round. The thing with Ross is he's actually still getting a lot of the ball. Mm. He, he's doing a Lockie Neal, but not as well. Yeah. He's accumulating, but he's not doing anything much else. Well, yeah. So if he can start doing other stuff, which he historically has been able to, mm-hmm. I can see him turning it around very quickly. 21 possessions this week with one mark and two tackles. So if he can... That's not as much as he usually gets. I think no. the first couple of rounds he topped 30 possessions in both, but mm. he just didn't do a lot else. Yeah. So, so if he can turn that around, he can turn his scoring around really quickly. So, again, redraft league, super worried. Keeper league, no, I'd be holding on to him, mate. 
Redraft, no, no I'm moderately worried. I'm not super worried. I'm super I worried. I think he can turn it around. I, not the, to the what reason he was I, doing last year, but I think to a point where he's a good enough player to start. But the reason I'm super worried is because you took him in the second or third round, probably, of your keeper, of your redraft Most league. probably. Which... If you're not getting what you think, yeah, you probably thought he could move up to be a 110 averaging player because uh, he was looking like doing mm-hmm. that towards the end of last year. He's absolutely not. If he's going at 100 or 95, it's not worth that pick and you're worried. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's uh, a fair point. That, that's why I say that. Okay, so hopefully that helps you out there, Brody. We've got next question coming in from Goonbag Fantasies. Best name in fantasy footy, once again. <laughs> um, all right, he's saying, what's our biggest regret so far this season? Uh, his is picking Laird over Whitfield to start the season. I've got a very similar to one to you, Goonbag. Mm-hmm. Mine is switching Whitfield to Witherden about two days before the season started. Oh, you did, didn't you? Oh, Jesus. That that really hurts. Um, yeah. Also, I'm not massively pumped about the whole steal to, um, <laughs> to Dom Sheed trade that I did you're, this week. You're not super pumped about that? Or starting... Um, who was it that I started over? Uh, yeah, Walsh. You started... Um, uh, oh, I can't even remember now. Who did you start over Walsh? Probably Dersma. Yeah, I think it was Dersma. I started Dersma, started Dersma, Dersma Walsh. over Walsh. Poor decision. Um, I mean, mine... Everyone has their uh, their regrets, especially from the start of the, uh, the season. I, I wasn't a big fan of myself. Uh, I had a tough decision between Tim Kelly and Billings. And I backed in Billings, you and did. that was a, a poor choice. Very poor choice in retrospect. But, yeah, I I think most a lot of teams out there, it's just the luck of the draw. No, I, Not many people would have made truly horrifying decisions. Hopefully not. And you've got to take, take it too with, it's all swings and roundabouts. Yeah. So I say, oh, shit, I had Whitfield. I switched him to Witherden to start the year. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible decision. By the same token... The same time, two days before the season started, I changed Andy Brayshaw to Brad Crouch. On my recommendation. I still made the choice. So, you swings and roundabouts. Some yeah. work, some don't. You weren't going to start with Rocky, but you did. Yeah, that's true. On my recommendation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's a long season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question is, we've got a couple from Caleb St. Arthur, so we'll get through his quickly, uh, hopefully, and uh, still give you a bit of a hand, mate. He's asking, what do I do with Tom McDonald? He's surely got to come good sooner or later. And that's uh, that's in a redraft league he's asking about. Alrighty. Um, Tom McDonald. Ooh, I feel your pain. I've actually got him in a redraft, yeah. I think. I'm uh, I'm searching for someone, anyone to try and trade with. And if not, I'm almost dropping Tom McDonald. Yeah, I think if he might have um, tweaked an ankle as well on the weekend. Yeah. So I think he will come good at some point, but I think it's going to take a while. Hmm. Just because... They're not playing great. No, they're playing awfully. They're not scoring well. So the midfield is still getting some decent numbers, but the forward line is scoring incredibly poorly. So I, yeah, I guess actually rather than dropping him, I'd just leave him on your bench and see. He's definitely not startable. Come good, Mm. but yeah, he's not startable at the moment. Um, And he's oh shit, he's asking: Is Ryan Clark going to do anything? This season, either or is he in a void? He is in a void. He is a he is a hole. He is a pit of despair that I've fallen into so many times. I do like uh, the follow up t- to that um, tweet as well, which is: This is what happens when you start glorifying Ryan Clark, and that's addressed mm-hmm. to you. 
Now, I'm still blaming uh, Horse Longmire for that, and I feel it's a cop-out to blame Look, Longmire for everything in fantasy stage, footy. you should know that... Yeah. You, that's not an excuse. You I, know. Should be, I should be wise to it. I should know that Horse Longmire is a woeful excuse for a fantasy coach, so... Well, he's not a fantasy coach, so... Well, he's also not the best coach going around, so... He's, he's got... He's had one of the better team lists in the past, like, almost decade, and he's managed to win, what, one grand final in since 2012? Regardless of that, Ryan Clark, um, if you've got him, are you dropping him or are you hanging on to him hoping he's going to turn it around or are you trying to trade him? Uh, depends. If it's in a keeper league, I'm holding on to him. If it's in a redraft league, I'm dropping him. Um, yeah, agreed. And... Yeah, if you if in salary cap, he should be long gone. Oh, already. that that was a poor mistake in salary cap. No, no I agree. Um, and we've just got one more question from uh, Dim Slicky, who's asking who to captain in draft out of Whitfield, Danger, or Boak. And I think it's Whitfield. This is a good. Oh, you've got more. This is research. a good question. Yeah, I did do a, some quick research before this. All right, all right. So Whitfield plays Geelong this week. Mm. His last three scores against Geelong are ninety four. 74 and 123. Mm-hmm. Dangerfield plays GWS. His last three scores are 109, 114, and 142. Mm-hmm. Boak plays Richmond. His last three against Richmond, 79, 94, and 132. But he's in amazing form at the moment. He is. Um, for me, I do like Danger's track record there. His lowest score in his last three against GWS is 109. That's not bad. And he is playing midfield again. Yeah. So, so for me... They don't really have a tag at GWS either. No. Well, they've got Cogs. Yeah, but Cogs is... He's not playing a lockdown tag. He's, he's, no. It's, it's he no pays attention to the stoppages. Jacobs. No. So, for me, it's probably Dangerfield, but I'd suggest um, waiting for... Dream Team Talk to do Calvin's Captains this week because, because he is least, on a roll. <laughs> at least two of these guys in Whitfield and Danger will be covered there. Yeah. So he'll probably give you the best. Calvin sense. is on an absolute roll, so go with whatever that bloke yeah. says. Uh, but for my vote, I'm going Danger. I'm going Whitfield myself. I, I still think he's in that good a form, and like we were talking about earlier, I, I talked myself into it because Geelong have been giving up scores and they're not directly tagging anyone at the moment. They're backing themselves in. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to uh, finish up with the questions and we're going to dive into our favourite game of the week. It is Risk It for the Biscuit. Now, all of you regular listeners out there know how this is played, but just for any new listeners, basically what we do is we are looking to scour the waiver list in your redraft leagues or your keeper leagues to find someone whose ownership is below at least 50% for Ultimate Footy. Mm -hmm. Someone who can come into your team for one or two weeks and get you that big score that you need to get you over the line. So it if you've got a covering an injury, exactly um, a matchup based, maybe um, you've got play. Tom McDonald and you desperately need to bench him for someone you think will score well this week. Yep. Um, so maybe you've got Rocky and you just need to bench him for a week. You need someone on the field. Exactly. So this this is the guy that we think that you should bring in. So you've got first choice this week, Matt. Just quickly, last week <laughs> I went with uh, Sexton, who scored seventy. Didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, almost, but not quite. Close. And Francis, who we've covered in the previously, got 60, so not good enough. Zero points for you. You went Riley Bonner and... Um, <laughs> Scrimshaw. No, you went Parker. Oh, I did go Matthew Parker, didn't I? My bad. Regardless, it's a fail. Regardless, it's a fail. So we're on zero points. We uh, we haven't got off to the best start for the year, but no. I can still rest on my two wins in two years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, who have you got? All right, I have... I'm not happy with either of my selections this week. All but right. Number one, I'm going with... Talon Duman from Frio. 
Yeah. The Frio Backman, 20% owned. He had 82 versus Saints mm-hmm. this week. It's the only game of the year so far. I'm backing him to hold his spot because um, he had seven marks, five tackles, um, and quite, quite a bit of the ball. Yeah. His last game of last year, round 23, against the Pies, he got 118 as well, mm-hmm. with eight marks and seven tackles. So he's got a, his last two games have been quite solid. All right. Um, he's got the Derby up next. Um, but it, So he's at home at least. It's going to be a tough game. The ball is going to be in their defense a lot, you'd think. I would assume. And I'm backing him in to have just enough of a good game to get me some points. All right. I'm actually pretty happy with my pick this week. So uh, I've gone with Shane Edwards from Richmond, uh, 44% owned. So the key reason I've done this is because they are playing Port this week, who have been giving up some scores. Doesn't matter whether they perform well or poorly. Uh, whether they win or lose the game, Port do generally give up some scores still. Those injuries at Richmond have really created an inside midfield necessity. And Shane Edwards did step in there and scored a solid 84 last week. Yeah. Um, he's you is know, he a centre forward? He's a centre forward, yeah. so he does have forward status, which cool. is really important. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. If you bring Shane Edwards in for a couple of weeks while Dusty's out, yeah, I, I, I think you've got a, a really good option. What percentage ownership did you say? 44%. Jeez, I would have thought it would have been higher than See, that. See, yeah, he's got the name value, but he is typically a really poor scorer. So oh, I didn't even look at him because I just assumed he'd be higher ownership. Yeah, 44%. No, I really like that one. Good yeah. job. So that's, um, yeah, 44%. He was only drafted in 30%, 32% of leagues as well. So even the name value couldn't get him drafted that much. There you go. Okay, so your second choice. Uh, I'm going with pretty much exactly the same reasoning as you did with Shane Edwards. Yeah. Except with a lesser player. Is it Sydney Stack? It's not. I considered okay. him. He's on my short list. <laughs> uh, no, it's Camden McIntosh. Oh, yeah, 15% yeah. 15% owned. That's He's a good shown previously he does have a bit of a ceiling. Um, he's a center only, so mm-hmm. he does need to sort of get a bit of a higher score to be to meet our thresholds he does. for points. But I think he he has shown that scoring ability in the past. And I think exactly like you said, with the injuries, um, there's going to need to be some new faces running through there. And I think he could be one of them. Don't mind that at all. Not a bad option. So we've got a, a couple of... We've, wait, what, Taylor Dumas, is he a defender? He is. So we've had a defender, a midfielder, a forward. So a nice little spread. I'm going to bring this back with another defender. Yep. Uh, Sydney player, uh, I, I don't know if he debuted last week or if he played his second game, but Jackson Thurlow. Oh, yeah. So, uh, had a solid score of 74 this week. Um, and the real key reason that I bought this in is because of the McVeigh injury. So, McVeigh mm. is going to be missing likely four to six weeks, I think I read somewhere. So, think, yeah. Yeah. extra extra points have opened up. They are going to have to bring someone else in, probably like a Colin O'Riordan. Maybe Ryan Clark, if he played well in the Neaffle, breaks in as more of a defender because he's played that role in the past. Yeah. It's traditionally where he's played. But those extra points are going to be there. He's performed solidly on the weekend. If they can just get those extra chip marks around, I think he could have a very, very solid score. And he's only owned in 16% of leagues. So if you've got a deep draft league, he's not a bad pickup. Very nice. Who did they play this week? Uh, Sydney. Ooh, a question without notice. I actually do not know who Sydney are playing this week. Uh, let's have a quick look. So, and I don't have any... Oh, we wait. should have like some elevator music or something while we try and find this. I'm, there is no way that I'm putting elevator music into this podcast. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Sydney and Swans play Melbourne on Thursday night. Tough one, but Melbourne have been giving up scores They've as well. They've been giving so up they... heaps of scores. And the added benefit is in ultimate footy, you can loophole. Exactly. So it's really handy to be able to loophole to chuck him on your bench and hope that he does well and then yep. brings a non-playing player yep. onto your field so I quite like if he one. does well. So that's our Risk It for the Biscuits this week. Matt has gone with uh, Taylor Dumas, who I don't even really know. Dumas. <laughs> and Camden McIntosh. I've gone with Shane Edwards and Jackson Thurlow. Hopefully you can get some great... Great scores out of those you know guys. What's going to be week. great is what's when Dumont smashes it, and you don't even realise because you have no idea what he looks He's like. Got no clue what he looks like. <laughs> he could be any, the new man of mystery because I know what Jared Lyons looks like this year, and he's no longer I've the man of mystery because I haven't seen him much this year. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end the podcast for this week. Thanks so much for joining us again, everybody. Don't forget, if you have any questions, you can hit us up on Twitter at ExtendedBenchAU. If you find us on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. We love reading through them. Thanks so much for sending them in. And we'll catch you next week after round four to go through everything fantasy footy. Hope you have a great weekend of fantasy ahead, guys. Catch you.